You're listening to KLFM.org in beautiful Split Village. Meanwhile... I told them how my wife had fallen into sickness and to calling out her name with questions on her tongue. We had always been so happy that at first I wasn't sad because I thought my love could keep her strong. But, but I never thought so wrongly for the fever fought too strongly and it seemed she never fought at all. Soon she died and I despaired upon the love scene we had shared so many times on, on pleasant afternoons. I tried and tried to understand why love itself could not command my true love from the comas around. Now empty open and foreboding, stretching out like darkened clothing, somehow stained with silence and with fear. Death had brought its separation, giving me an education of a dull and slowly drifting day. I filled my emptiness with sorrow taking what I could not borrow from the friends, I finally drove away.
yes, my life was nearly ruined till I saw what you were doing. Now, now I strive to keep on serving you. Life is good, but I'm, but I'm better for, for I feel at last I let her go because I finally found the truth. Sadly, now I see the answer. All her life she was a dancer, but no one ever played the song she knew. lives fully is prepared to die at any time. Mark Twain. I wish it need not have happened in my time, said Frodo. So do I, said Gandalf, and so do all who live to see such times. But that is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given us. J.R.R. Tolkien. Life should not be a journey to the grave with the intention of arriving safely in a pretty and well-preserved body, but rather to skid in broadside in a cloud of smoke, thoroughly used up, totally worn out, and loudly proclaiming, Whoa, what a ride! Hunter S. Thompson. Mid-Valley. Mutations. of Mid-Valley Mutations. The first of 2021. Hooray! It's a brand new year. And unfortunately, we're kind of dealing with what's happened over the last few years. This is another installment of The People Who Died. And this is a harder and harder show to do every time I do it. And there's a lot to do this time. This might be the theme for a few weeks now. There have been a lot of people who have passed and who served various different functions in terms of music icons and people that we cared about. Just goes on and on. And, And because of that, and because sometimes these things get, you know, lost in the cracks between this, that, and the other, and... We don't always have an opportunity to really focus on these people or even do much more than just kind of give them an offhand name check. I thought it would be a good idea to actually focus on the music and, and, and really give people an opportunity to listen to some of these people that we've lost who really are rather important artists and contributors to the work in the world around us. Like I said, this is a harder and harder show to do every year because as soon as we start to mention loss, it starts to speak directly to personal experience and things that we've been through that are hard to quantify in some sort of pithy musical selection. In fact, I I thought probably way too much about the songs that I chose and then overthought. So uh, hopefully we're getting a nice little selection of things that at least kind of get to the heart of what this is all about. 
Now we started off with a little bit of the residence there uh, with an unfortunately titled uh, song, Loss of Loved One, which is kind of what this is all about in terms of us dealing with and wrestling with things. Uh, Hardy Fox actually passed away in uh, 2018 from that group. Um, which, I mean, it's hard to kind of say like, oh yeah, you know, Hardy Fox, because like they're largely anonymous. But that's neither here nor there. Anyway, uh, we are now listening to some Cecil Taylor, who we also lost in 2018 on uh, April 5th, actually. And Cecil, uh, probably best known as one of the people who invented free jazz, <laughs> or at least pioneered it. Uh, how do you say these kinds of things when you're trying to give someone a, a one of the key players in making free jazz possible. And uh, so that's what we've got here as our kind of background music for today's program. And we're going to try to get into as much stuff as we can, uh, to cover as much ground as we can. We've got a lot of people to talk about and a lot of music to hear. So why don't I shut up and get on with it? This is Meg Valley. Mutations.
listening to klfm.org in beautiful Split, Croatia. The Buzzcocks, and unfortunately, uh, in December of 2018, we lost Pete Shelley, uh, someone who uh, not only wrote some amazing songs, but uh, was an incredible uh, performer. Uh, got to see a few times, and uh, yeah, let me tell you, those Buzzcocks really delivered. Even in that final incarnation, which I was uh, fortunate enough to see a few times. And uh, before that, we had Cheap Tragedies by the Avengers. Uh, and unfortunately, we lost James Wilsey, who uh, was not only in the Avengers, but also played with Chris Isaac's band for many years and uh, became a very respected performer all over the music industry. Um, but got his start in a little band called the Avengers. Um, with a song that I thought was appropriate, Cheap Tragedies, because that is so much of what uh, we are dealing with when we have these People Who Died uh, programs. Uh, it feels like no matter what the cause or how we lost the person, the tragedy is cheap and it's just not worth it. Anyway, let's move on to something else. Uh, we have a little bit of power pop for you to kind of keep things upbeat or as upbeat as it can be uh, here is a little something uh, that we like to call starry eyes by the records it's mid valley mutations covering the last three years of the people who died
It is nothing to die. It is frightful not to live. Victor Hugo. It is a curious thing, the death of a loved one. We all know that our time in this world is limited, and that eventually all of us will end up underneath some sheet, never to wake up. And yet it is always a surprise when it happens to someone we know. It is like walking up the stairs to your bedroom in the dark, and thinking there is one more stair than there actually is. Your foot falls down through the air. And there is a sickly moment of dark surprise as you try and readjust the way you thought of things. Lemony Snicket. Life is pleasant. Death is peaceful. It's the transition that's troublesome. You're listening to klfm.org in beautiful Split, Croatia. Meg Valley Mutations. And welcome back to our People Who Died program, where we try to offer a little bit of a tribute to the many folks who have passed on and are no longer with us now and forever and uh, we're kind of tracking back to 2018 which was uh, basically where I left off the last time I did a show like this these are kind of hard to do sometimes uh, there's a lot of uh, really amazing artists that we've lost and, and sometimes uh, it still hurts a little bit so um, anyway, uh, we uh, started that last block off with uh, the records uh, with Starry Eyes. And uh, yes, unfortunately, uh, John Wicks, one of the founding members from that group, has passed on uh, or did so in October of 2018. Um, so uh, yeah, just kind of where that one, you know, I hadn't really heard that song before, but I think it was on a variety of power pop compilations and things like that um maybe you know it a little better than i do we followed that up with the plugs uh, shifting heart from their better luck album uh, of course it was not very good luck for charlie quintana who recently passed uh, back in march of 2018 um, and uh charlie had a very interesting career which included not only playing in the plugs but later moving on to playing in social distortion and with Izzy Stradlin. Yes, that Izzy Stradlin in the Juju hymns. So, uh, Charlie had an interesting career, let's just say that. Um, but certainly, uh, I was more of a fan of the plugs. Uh, we played some Motorhead because we've lost basically everybody in Motorhead in the last several years, but more specifically, uh, Fast Eddie um, passed away in January of 2018. Um, and uh, Iron Fist has always struck me as one of the better Motorhead songs. And since we're already kind of in that vein, I decided to play some Merciful Fate from the Don't Break the Oath album because that is probably their best one. 
And uh, yes, that is uh, in honor of Timmy Hansen, who uh, played with King Diamond and basically all of his projects, <laughs> um, and who passed November 4th, uh, 2019. Which uh, was a shame because uh, those um, Merciful Fate albums have some pretty uh, incredible uh, performing on it. So, um, a bummer uh, indeed. Uh, we are kind of moving into another section of our program here as we continue to uh, talk about and present music uh, by people who have passed on and are no longer with us. And I think that unfortunately uh, brings us to our next act here. Uh, Conway Savage, who played in the Bad Seeds with Nick Cave, uh, died in September of 2018. And, uh, well, it's probably time that we spent a little time in the mercy seat. This is Mid Valley Mutations. Nothing left to do, and I'm not afraid to die. The mercy seat 
faces that you meet beyond the windows Sometimes with rats instead of nursery rhymes With her hunger and your other children by her side And you wonder if you share your bed With something else that must be fair For fear may lie beside you Or it may sneak down the hall And it might begin to teach you were all on fire The flames like tempers leaping high Suppose you lived there all your life Do you think that you would mind? And it might begin to reach you
You're listening to KLMM.org and beautiful split story. See the way he walks down the street. That's the way he shuffles his feet. My old is head of when he goes walking by.
Well, that's gonna probably do it for us this week here on the program. Uh, we'll give you a quick rundown of what we have been listening to. Uh, we started things off with uh, the Mercy Seat in honor of Conway Savage, who passed away from the Bad Seeds. Uh, and then uh, we kind of picked things up with uh, Sparta Number 2 by The Fall from a kind of underrated Fall album, The Real New Fall LP, which uh, I kind of liked, even though it had some weird drum machines and electronic stuff on it. Um, I thought it was a uh, was pretty good. And uh, Mark E. Smith, what can you say? A massive body of work. Uh, even though uh, he passed away at a mere 60, uh, it feels like he was around for even longer. So, um, can you imagine if he had been with us longer? So, yeah. Anyway, uh, it was time to give a damn with uh, the Staple Singers. That was uh, Vaughn Staples, um, who also passed away. And that song is really, really relevant right now. And so I think it's well worth listening to, in spite of all of the sadness associated with it. Um, and then... Uh, for the probably the most tragic story in our entire uh, lineup uh, for the evening, uh, we have Take Your Heart uh, by Betty Willis, who, um, you know, uh, there, there's a lot more information about her life if you want to go and look it up, but unfortunately, uh, near the end, uh, she was homeless and uh, was sexually assaulted and uh, had a very, very terrible kind of end to her life. And, it's a shame uh, that these singers, who um, are amazing people and do great work, uh, have to live these lives where they just suffer over and over again. Um, but Betty Willis left us with some amazing music, and uh, we want to celebrate that on the show today. Um, we lost her in January of 2018. Uh, in fact, most of the people on this program today were all folks from 2018 and early 2019 i've got so much more to do so this is a guaranteed sequel program coming soon anyway uh we also heard um the crystals uh bringing you a little bit of he's a rebel kind of lesser known track that i quite enjoy because barbara alston has passed from back in february of 2018 and then uh, closing that little block, we had Ain't Too Proud to Beg by The Temptations in honor of Dennis Edwards. Not a founding member, but certainly an important member of The Temptations. Um, I think we're going to close here with one of my personal favorites, Daniel Johnston, uh, someone I saw several times before he passed, and someone who was an incredible recording artist and performer and uh yeah just you know an all-around and really interesting person who um you know struggled throughout his life uh trying to not only present the music that he wanted to but just to, to do it on his terms and in a way that kept him out of hospitals and out of dangerous situations for both him and others anyway uh it's always a lousy weekend when you find out that someone that you care about uh be they an artist or someone in your family has passed away. So let's hear Lousy Weekend by Daniel Johnston. And then we're going to move on to more Rocky Jordan. So um, what can I say? You guys are wonderful. You guys are beautiful. Without you, there would be no program. Mid Valley. Mutations. We'll see you next week.
Talk about a lousy weekend Couldn't find a single friend friend Had my heart set on disappointment Up walks the super Jojo Ask me how my day go go Tells me good luck and spits on my shoe But oh, 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 the telephone rings And oh, 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 there's nobody there Saw a girl on the street corner Say, hey, I'm a lonely loner She looks at me like I'm some sort of crud Fast cars pass me by Everybody cursing me wide Find a donut in the sewer Oh, 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 the telephone rings And oh, 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 there's nobody there Doesn't matter what you need I think you're all a bunch of creeps And I would like to see you all gone Stop coming round my door I don't care for you no more Wish you would all just go away Oh, 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 the telephone ring Oh, 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 there's nobody there Talk about a lousy weekend Mutations Buy wisely. Buy for flavor. Buy Del Monte. Del Monte, the brand you trust for flavor in so many good foods. Time now for Rocky Jordan, transcribed and brought to you by Del Monte Foods, the brand preferred by more women than any other line of canned fruits and vegetables in the world. far from the Mosque Sultan Hassan in Cairo stands the Café Tambourine, run by Rocky Jordan. The Café Tambourine, crowded with forgotten men, alive with the babble of many languages. For this is Cairo, where modern adventure and intrigue unfold against the backdrop of antiquity. Del Monte presents Rocky Jordan and this week's story, The Man from Cairo. I noticed nothing unusual about him when he first came into the tambourine. The typical American tourist, Midwestern, loaded down with movie camera and all the trappings. He was slightly on the hefty side, red-faced from walking more than usual. He mopped his thinning hairline with a silk handkerchief, piled his gear on the bar, and sat out. As I stepped up, he pulled an English-Arabic dictionary out and started thumbing through it. Uh, you won't be needing that book here, mister. Huh? Oh. No, I suppose not. Hey, by golly, I might have known. I'll bet you're from the good old USA. That's right, St. Louis. St. Louis? Well, I'll be a son of a gun. 
It's a small world. Uh, put her there, Mr. Uh, uh, Jordan. Yeah, well, I'm mighty glad to know you, Jordan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Say, you got a cold? Yeah, slightly, Mr. Uh, uh, Simpson. Simpson's my name. Millard T. Simpson from Cairo. Cairo? <laughs> that always gets them. <laughs> Cairo's right. Cairo, Illinois. <laughs> oh. oh, sure, sure. Well, how do you like Cairo, Egypt? Cairo, Egypt. <laughs> Highly overrated. Highly overrated. Yeah, how so? Oh, no offense, you understand. Wonderful people, but here I've wanted to come to Cairo all my life. I've read about it, dreamed about it. Now that I'm here, what do I find? Nothing, Jordan. Disappointing, huh? Where's the excitement, the danger, the dark adventure you read about? Frankly, Jordan, I feel a little let down. Well, uh, I've got a good New Year's resolution for you, Mr. Simpson. Leave well enough alone. And look at all this movie camera equipment. Light meter, filter, special lenses, film case. Set me back $498. It ought to get some good pictures. What I can find, sure. Pyramids, camels, the Sphinx. But not one bit of oriental intrigue, Jordan. Why? Because I can't find any. That's your problem. Exactly. Wish I could run off some of these films for you. Here, take this. I got it a couple of evenings ago. 5.30, but you wouldn't know it. It's clear as noon. Government buildings, there are crowds, colors, absolutely clear. Even the hands on a big jeweler's clock on the corner. Oh, sounds great. Say, that reminds me, I'm, I'm about out of film. Well, there's a tourist shop a couple blocks down. Yeah, I'll try there. You mind if I leave this stuff here till I get back? It's awful heavy carrying it around. Oh, not at all. I'll keep an eye on it. Thanks a lot, old man. I'll have something to eat when I get back. I won't be gone long. Simpson dumped his equipment on the end of the bar and breezed out. I had it quiet for maybe half a minute. Then there was more company, the kind I didn't want. He wore a faded fez and a perpetual hunted look. They called him Shiva, but I could think of better names. He sidled along past the tables, and when his eye caught the camera and stuff, I moved over his way quick. All right, hold it, Shiva. There's nothing here for you. Ah, Effendi Jordan Bay. I only came to pay my humble respects, good sir. No, thanks. Now, suppose you move along. Ah, Jordan Bay, what is this? Such a beautiful camera. Such a lovely case. Uh, could it be that it is for the rolls of film? They're not for you, Shiva. Break it off. Come on. Oh, but you do not understand, sir. The camera I could not afford. But if the case does not cost too much, uh, for five pounds, perhaps? No soap. It's not mine to sell. But only for this lovely case. Your price, if any. Look, I told you, Shiva. Now, for the last time, Imshi, back out to the street. Not yet, Jordan Bay. Would you... Drop the gun, Shiva. Drop it. But I have been a most generous man. Have I not offered to buy? Now I will take the film as I wish. Why? What's in it for you? Do not stop me and do not follow. What is that? You want to know? Look out the front window. Police? No. Keep them out, Jordan Bay. Keep them out. Not that way, Shiva. Come back here. Where is he, Mr. Jordan? We saw him here. Uh, if it's Shiva you want, he went out through the kitchen. After him, then. Through the kitchen. All at once, they were making a Roman carnival out of my tambourine. I followed through the kitchen, the alley door, and watched him race off. Sheba was nowhere in sight. Then I thought about Simpson's camera stuff and got back into the cafe. It was all still there. About then, Chris, my bartender, came on the job, and after a while, we had things about in order. I was writing the last table when who should come breezing in again but Millard T. Simpson. Cairo, Illinois. Well, back again, Jordan. Got just the film I wanted. Did you find any excitement, Mr. Simpson? Excitement? <laughs> Not a thing. Should have stayed here. Why? A character came in making a grab for some of your camera films. 
One of them real bad, the way he waved a gun. Oh, but everything's here, isn't it? And that's because half the Cairo police caught up with him about then. They ran him through here and out the back door. Oh, you'd have loved it. <laughs> Good try, Gordon Jordan. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> oh, you old son of a gun trying to dream up a wild story just to intrigue me, huh? <laughs> you think it didn't happen? So I'm looking for excitement. You needn't have bothered. <laughs> Look, he only went for your film case. What's in there he'd want? Some mighty good shots, Jordan. Hey, how about dropping over to the hotel for a couple of hours? I'll run off a few of them for you. It's only ten minutes from here, the Royale. No, no, no. A little busy right now. Well, not that I wouldn't like to see him. Oh, some other time then, huh? You know, you're my kind of man, Jordan. Jake, hope to see a lot of you. Goodbye. Simpson and all his paraphernalia were gone then. I guess he decided then not to eat. But I couldn't help wondering about him about the way Shiva had gone after that case full of film. So I decided to call police headquarters and have a word with Captain Sabaya. Sabaya speaking. Hello, Sam. It's Rocky. Well, Jordan? Uh, some of your boys paid my tambourine a visit a while ago. So I understand. They were after a bum named Shiva. What about? Do not be concerned, Jordan. Shiva always chooses to make things difficult. Did they get him? No. However, we will... A moment, Jordan. Hold the phone, please. Jordan. Yeah? You will come to headquarters immediately. How's that, Sam? What are you driving at? You surely heard me. Do as I say, Jordan, and as quickly as possible. Oh, okay, Sam, I'm here. They find Shiva? He has been found, lying dead in an alley of the Sharia Rabaya. Word came during your phone call. Well, what do you want with me? Jordan, I asked you now why you inquired about Shiva. And what was he doing in your cafe? Well, he was there to see what he could get his hands on, Sam. You know what Shiva was like. And you presume to tell me that you called for no other reason? Well, maybe I don't like your boy slamming around my cafe. You better explain that. Jordan, let me tell you something. Two evenings ago, at the height of the rush hour, there was an incredible robbery of considerable money from the government finance building. Without detection, the bandits left the building with the money, lost themselves in the crowd. They disappeared long before the alarm sounded. Government's uh, pressure from the higher-ups, huh? As you say, it was hoped that Shiva could reveal important information. You understand now the gravity of this affair. Oh, sure, but what would a roll of film have to do with it? Film? I meant in no film. Oh, my mistake, Skibbon. You got a good idea who pulled the job? The pattern is a familiar one. However, I would hardly reveal that to you, Jordan, or our plans for apprehending the criminals. Uh, don't bother to, Sam. Maybe I got some plans of my own. You're listening to klfm.org in beautiful Split, Croatia. Sam looked puzzled, but he finally let me go. After dropping by my cafe, I wanted a good long talk with one Millard T. Simpson. Just as I got to the tambourine, the phone opened up in my office. Hello, tambourine. You, Jordan. That's the name. Oh, I never deny it. By not letting Shiva get that film, you were smart. Yeah, so I was smart. Tell me some more. Just keep the film till I get there. That's all you need to know. There might be. I haven't got it. That means Simpson has. So you know him, too? I know all the right people. You're Simpson. I don't care. I wouldn't film. So did Shiva. Did you kill him? You wouldn't want to be next, Jordan. Your job is cut out for you. Get that film. Sure. Just leave your name, address, and phone number. 
And what's in it for me? It depends. You do it my way or you don't take your choice. Either way, I always pay off. Del Monte Foods is presenting tonight's adventure with Rocky Jordan. This is the time of year when practically everybody is making New Year's resolutions. And so we have a good one to add to the list. One you ladies won't have the least trouble keeping. It's this. Serve a real He-Man catsup in 1950. Del Monte catsup. The zestiest, liveliest catsup that ever pleased a man. Yes, indeed. That marvelous spiced tomato flavor of Del Monte catsup really peps up a meal. On hash or beans, on chops or steak, on any food that calls for catsup, you'll find Del Monte catsup is a real flavor treat. It does wonders for the flavor of plain foods, and it has a zesty, lively flavor to please the heartiest appetite. One of the big secrets of the marvelous flavor of Del Monte catsup is pineapple vinegar. Catsup experts say the finer the vinegar, the better the catsup flavor. And pineapple vinegar is superlative vinegar. It has a special way of coaxing out all the best flavor of the other ingredients, especially the tempting tomato flavor. Del Monte catsup is the only catsup made with pineapple vinegar. Ask for Del Monte catsup at your grocer's. You'll be glad you did. And now we take you back to Cairo and tonight's Rocky Jordan story, The Man from Cairo. The voice without a name finished his threats and hung up. And I was off to see Millard T. Simpson, Cairo, Illinois. I wondered if he knew he was carrying around some film hot enough to kill him just as it had killed Shiva. In fact, I wondered a lot of things about Simpson. He told me he was at the Hotel Royale, and I found his room. Jordan, you old son of a gun. Come in, come in. Hi, Mr. Simpson. Oh, uh, uh, Jordan, shake hands with Miss... Uh, uh... Fendal, Tara Fendal. Oh, how are you, Tara? I, I must go now. I thank you again, Mr. Simpson. Oh, not at all, not at all. You will pardon me, Mr. Jordan? Oh, sure. Uh, goodbye. Hey... You're doing all right, Mr. Simpson. Huh? Oh, nothing like that, Jordan. Nothing like that. No, sir. Yeah, but I will say Miss Fendall's far and away the most intriguing sight I've seen in Cairo, aren't Jordan? <laughs> <laughs> say, I'll bet you dropped over to see some of my pictures. I'll set the projector up right away. Only take a minute. Uh, something else, Simpson. Ever hear of a little guy named Shiva? Shiva? No, why should I? He's a character that tried to grab your film in my cafe this afternoon. Oh, now, Jordan. Want to know where Shiva is now? Where? Lying in the morgue. Morgue? <laughs> At it again, aren't you? He's dead. Murdered. Some film of yours had plenty to do with it. And there are others after it. Oh, Jordan, I like you better all the time. Still trying, aren't you? Go see for yourself. Get down to the morgue. Still trying to dream up some excitement for me. <laughs> yeah, forget it, old man. Forget it. Now, uh, which picture do you want to see first? The pyramid? Tomb? The Nile boat? No, just one. You took it in the government center two evenings ago, remember? Crowds, the jeweler's clock. Oh, that one. That's funny. Should have mentioned that a couple of minutes ago. Oh, where is it? Well, that's why Miss Fendall was here. She works at the Delta Photoshop where I had it developed. They were so impressed with it there, they wanted to make a copy of it, she said. Simpson, you gave the film to her? Oh, sure. Why not? She'll bring it back in the morning. She promised. 
Hey, Jordan, where are you going? Take some advice, Simpson. Stay right here till you hear from me. And keep this door locked. I stopped in the lobby just long enough to ring the Delta Photoshop. No, they'd never heard of anybody named Tara Fendall. So I went moving around the Cairo night, around the places where you can buy anything or sell anything, get information or give it for a price. I found who I wanted in a little dive off in the Muskie sector. He was sitting at a table with his back to the wall. He didn't even look at me. Hello, Ejack. Why are you sitting down, Jordan? I don't know you. I got something on my lord, T. Simpson. I don't know him either. That's because he's smart. He kept the real film. Find another table. He kept the real film and gave a phony roll away. He still got it back at the Hotel Royale. They got bouncers at this joint. $50,000 in American money might fix it. Are you going someplace, Ejack? I picked my company. Now my job was to get Simpson out of the line of fire. As quick as I could make it, I had Simpson on the phone. I told him to get out of his room and over to the tambourine right away. But he'd find all the dark adventure there he wanted. Next, I buzzed Chris and told him to keep an eye on Simpson after he got there. Then I got to the Hotel Royale and upstairs. I did little things to the door locked to Simpson's room, got inside and waited. I kept waiting, but nobody came. So I waited some more till I knew something had gone wrong. I picked up the phone and asked the desk if there'd been any calls for Simpson. Then I got it. Like the typical American businessman, Simpson had left word where he was going, right to the tambourine. So I hit the street, flagged a taxi, and made it to the tambourine in ten minutes flat, and not any too soon. A couple of muscles had Chris pressed against the bar, and another, a flat-faced guy with something like a crew haircut, was working him over with the butt end of a gun. All right, bring it off. Rocky, Rocky, get these guys off Let of me. Let him go, I said. Cut it. Yeah, yeah, like he says. Let the bar keep going. Concentrate on Jordan now. I will concentrate on him, Grobex. Sure, Grobeck's the name, huh? You wouldn't give it on the phone. Rocky, they came in after Simpson. Catch your breath, Chris. Grobeck will tell it. You heard him right, Jordan. I want Simpson. I know he's here. Oh, is he? You think he'd be hanging around here knowing you'd show up? Where's Simpson, Jordan? I thought it. Thought it's the film you wanted. Or maybe you didn't get my message. I got it. Then suppose we talk some sense. A little matter of money, remember? Something like 50000 The deal says ten with the cops left out. I'd start counting, Grobeck. When I see the film, not before. I can get it. I'm not standing here. Get it, Jordan. Have it here in one hour, alone. You know what? He was going to have company. You know what I mean? One hour, Jordan. Chris, did Simpson come here? Sure he did. He waited here a long time and then started getting restless. Uh, where is he now? Well, he said it was after his bedtime, so I let him go in your office and take a nap on your cot. He must still be there. Okay. Simpson! Come on, get up from there. Simpson, wake up! Oh, hey, Jordan. Yeah, well, I must have dropped off. You bet you did. Slept through plenty. Oh, I always could do that. It's a matter of relaxation. Hey, Jordan, what about the adventure you promised? Well, you're in luck. You missed it all again. Missed what? A guy named Grobeck came scratching for that film. He killed Sheba for it. Now he's after you. <laughs> you never stop crying, do you? <laughs> of course, I just happened to sleep through it. It's the truth. Chris here took a beaten covering for you. 
Yeah, this is rich. Jordan, you're a man after my own heart. You'll dig up some excitement for me yet, won't you? Ever the next time, make sure I'm awake. But it's real, I tell you. Every bit of it. <laughs> Stop it, Jordan. You're killing me. Why, you... Come on. No, 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 no. Wait, Jordan. No, no, no. Jordan, you're going too far. Now, stop it. Get in that kitchen and stay there. I told Chris to lock up the tambourine and keep Simpson there. Then I was out looking for an Egyptian girl who called herself Tara Fendal. I got over to the Hotel Royale and started tagging taxi drivers and picked up fares there that afternoon. It took some time and a lot of piastres, but it finally paid off. One of them said he'd picked up a girl of Tara's description, and for three times the fare, he took me across Cairo, down to a shabby two-story hotel near the Nile docks. I went in, bribed a sleepy clerk for a room number, took the creaking steps to the upper floor, and knocked at 207. There was a sound inside, but no answer. I knocked again. Still quiet, so I laid my shoulder against the door and shut he was there, standing rigid against the far wall. But you are not... Why do you come here? Simpson introduced us, Tara, remember? Oh, Mr. Jordan. But I could mean nothing to you. Will you please go? Sure, that can be arranged. As soon as you hand me the film you took for Mr. Simpson. I... I do not know what you are talking about. Well, you are mistaken, Mr. Jordan. Please, what are you doing? Yeah, it may take time, but I'll find it. Believe me, Mr. Jordan. Simpson gave you the film. Where is it? But why? Why would you want it? Oh, no. Well, we're getting somewhere. Supposing you tell me a few things, huh? Why? Very well. I will explain. I I met Mr. Simpson in a cocktail lounge. He liked me. He talked to me about his motion picture. I was interested, so he gave the film to me. And why are you living down here? I... I learned later of its worth and danger. I I threw it away and came to hide. It's a pretty lame try, Tara. Oh, please, Mr. Jordan. I got one answer. Initials on your purse. T.G. What is your real name? Grobeck? I... Very well. I am Mrs. Grobeck. Uh, Sure. Now, sit down. I can do better. Two evenings ago, a mob led by your husband pulled a big robbery job at the finance building. Nobody knew what was really going on. Not even Millard T. Simpson, who was busy with his little movie camera taking pictures. But he got everything, including your husband and his boys walking out of the building loaded with cash. He even caught the time of day, 5.30, on a big jeweler's clock. There is no need for you to go on, Mr. Jordan. Maybe Shiva was looking out for the mob. Anyhow, he saw what Simpson was getting with his camera. A big chance to blackmail his boss. Only he got in a hurry and started putting on the pressure waiting for his chance to grab the film from Simpson. Mr. Jordan. Groback caught up with Shiva. He had ways of making Shiva tell everything. Then he killed him. Of course, you were in a position to know all about it. Uh, what happened then? Mr. Jordan, please. You must hear me now. Huh? I'm listening. It is all as you said. I... I married my husband a year ago. I had not yet learned of his evil. We of our people sometimes are... More trusting than yours. Go on. I soon knew what he was like. Of his cruelty. I tried still to accept him. To be a good wife. But after a time I could stand it no longer. Yet what could I do? I did not dare to try to leave him. 
Well, such a man as he would not permit it. So I remained. Somehow free and yet his prisoner. So this is your way of squaring things. You pick up the blackmail where Shiva left off. No, no, that is not true. My husband ordered me to get the film from Simpson. I did. But then, as I was in the taxi going home, I began to realize, in the hands of the police, the film could prove Grobeck's guilt. He would be sent to prison. It was finally my way of escape. Well, that doesn't explain what you're doing here. When I knew what I must do, I, I became frightened. You cannot realize the terror. I had the driver bring me here to hide. Oh, you must believe me. I'm trying, but how can I? There is a way to make you believe. This film, which I have kept on my person. Here, take it. You're giving it to me? I beg you now to take it to the police for me and gain me my freedom. I took the film, slipped it in my coat pocket and went out, down the steps and into the dark street. I had to make quick delivery if I was going to make it at all, so I hurried down the hill toward the Nile Drive. Just as I passed under a streetlight, I saw I had not one shadow, but three. Two of them swung me around. It was Grobeck jabbing a gun in my stomach. You got the film, huh? Come on, Jordan. We had a deal, Grobeck. No tailing. Did we? I got a bad memory. You forget to bring the 10,000, too? All I remember is the film. Just hand it over. If I do, you'll kill me anyhow, just like you did Shiva. So what's the percentage? Suit yourself. Jabo, search him. Uh, just say it, Rick. Grobeck, wait. A man stands in the doorway. Where? There. He takes the picture. Grab him. Grab him quickly. The grip on my arm's loose and just enough. Grobeck's eye was on Simpson there in the doorway with a camera. The gun wavered and I swung around with all I had. The shot was wild. The gun flew out of his hand and clattered in the gutter. My dive was ahead of him and I came up with it. No, Jordan. Now, I'll chop all three. Simpson, get over here. Hold it, Jordan. I'll get another Forget the camera, Simpson. Forget it. Get to a phone. Find one. Call the Cairo police and get him down here. Tell Sabaya I got just what he's looking for. just a moment, Rocky Jordan returns to conclude tonight's story. First thing in the morning, any time during the day, as a mealtime appetizer, Del Monte tomato juice really hits the spot. Yes, as an awakener first thing in the morning, as a pick-me-up at any time during the day, or as the perfect appetizer at mealtimes... A chilled glass of Del Monte tomato juice gives you pleasant, refreshing tomato flavor that really hits the spot. Del Monte tomato juice is fresh tasting. Just one sip tells you here is real tomato flavor at its best. Del Monte tomato juice is natural tasting. All the tempting goodness of fully ripened tomatoes picked right off the vine. Del Monte tomato juice is refreshing. Yes, indeed. That fresh, natural, field-ripe tomato flavor adds up to real refreshment. Starts you off right in the morning, is a wonderful pick-me-up any time during the day, and it makes the perfect appetizer at mealtime. Keep several cans of Del Monte tomato juice in your cupboard. You'll find they come in mighty handy. Back now to Rocky Jordan for the conclusion of tonight's story. Well, Millar T. Simpson scooted off then, looking for a phone. I held Grobeck and his two willing helpers there in the street for what seemed like a long time. 
But finally, the police came pouring in from all directions, and it was over. Not long after that, we were in Sam's office. Simpson was still grinning from ear to ear. I breached Sam, and he showed nothing but relief. Oh, it is good to have this affair off my mind, Jordan. Uh, sure, Sam. Clearing up a government robbery ought to get you a good bonus. No, I will take no credit for this. Rather, it should go to you and your good friend, Mr. Simpson. Oh, think nothing of it, Captain. It was a pleasure. Great experience. Oh, say about that film of the finance building robbery, Captain. The folks at the lodge back home will be dying to see it. We must necessarily hold it as evidence for Grobeck's child. However, it will be returned to you in good time. Good, good. Remarkable shot, if I do say so. Color, detail... But that's what an expensive camera does for you. Set me back $498. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, now, Jordan, the unhappy Mrs. Grobeck still hiding in the hotel on the waterfront. Uh, she must be told of this. Perhaps you would like to... Uh, no, not me, Sam. I'm all finished. <laughs> well, I will see her. If you will both excuse me now. Yes, yeah, Sam. Good night. Uh, shake, Captain. Shake. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> oh, yes. A real pleasure. Yes, yes of course. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Uh, by golly, this is rich, you know. One for the book, Jordan. You sure showed me a time. Gotta hand it to you, boy. Uh, now tell me something. How'd you manage to show up down there just as Grobeck caught up with me? Well, after you kicked me into your kitchen, I got to thinking. Maybe you weren't kidding about those things happening to you, only I was never there, see? So this time I decided to stay with you. I slipped out of your alley window and followed you. It was a good tailing job. Lucky you did. Yeah. Can't promise much about the picture I got of you and Grobeck, though. It was awful dark. But I got no complaints. Well, we'll do it again sometime. I sure wish we could. But I'm afraid it won't be possible. No? Nope. Got to catch a plane for home in the morning. Sure hate to go, Jordan. After tonight, Cairo's going to seem like a mighty dull town. Cairo, Illinois, that is. <laughs> the finest in tomato flavor, enjoy the whole family of Del Monte tomato products. Del Monte catsup and chili sauce, Del Monte tomato sauce and tomato juice, and Del Monte whole peeled tomatoes. Remember, buy wisely. Buy for flavor. Buy Del Monte. Del Monte, the brand you trust for flavor in so many good foods. Rocky Jordan, transcribed, is written by Larry Roman and Gomer Cool from a story by Kathleen Height, and stars Jack Moyles in the title role with Jay Novello as Sam Sabaya. This program is produced and directed by Cliff Howell, with original music composed and conducted by Richard Arant. Larry Thor speaking. Remember you have a date next week at the Cafe Tambourine run by Rocky Jordan. Same time, same station. And the story is... Smokescreen. You're listening Croatia. When it's real corn patch flavor you want, just ask for Del Monte corn, either golden cream style or golden whole kernel. Yes, if you want rich, sweet, melt-in-your-mouth butter tender corn, look for Del Monte, the brand that always puts flavor first. Exactly. You taste this.